Welcome. You're listening to the Established in the Truth podcast. My name is Jake. I'm your host here. Uh, Our aim with the Established in the Truth podcast is to be biblically sound, be practical, and be transformed. If you haven't yet, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, and Google Podcasts, etc., etc. If you find uh, the episodes helpful and edifying for your walk with Christ, And uh, as mentioned in our earlier Christmas episode, we're doing a newer series here on uh, the implications of the gospel for believers, and it's going to be called the Gospel Gobstopper. Uh, Just as a gobstopper uh, keeps going uh, as you're eating it and and, and enjoying uh, all of its different flavors and all that, uh, so also the gospel is our gobstopper uh, in our walk. Uh, And specifically in this episode, we're going to be talking about how it relates to Bible study. Now, of course, gobstoppers end, uh, but the gospel does not. So in this episode, um, we're going to get into uh, how the gospel applies to Bible study. And I'm really excited to kind of get into that. So wherever you're listening, I hope you're uh, having a great day. I hope you're having a blessed day. Uh, Times are hard right now. Uh, They're kind of crazy. And so before we even get into our content today, I just wanted to pray into that. Uh, And if you would uh, pray with me, that would be awesome as well. Lord, we just want to thank you for your goodness to us and your mercies uh, that they're new every day. Uh, We just confess that we need you. We need your love. We need your son, uh, his death on the cross to forgive us of our sins, that we might uh, love you, have a relationship with you, uh, and obey you. Lord, uh, we ask that you would give us a deeper insight into your word that's been revealed to us, and we ask that you would um, use that to grow us, to love you and to love others even better. We have great hope and expectation, Lord, that you will do that as you've promised, and I ask for even a renewed sense of rest uh, in uh, studying your word uh, and living it out, and that that would bear fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So why is this important that we allow the gospel or we, I guess, are compelled by the gospel in our Bible study? Uh, Well, there's three uh, important reasons that we're going to unpack in this episode. Uh, I'll let you know them right now. That's uh, right interpretation, right theology, and spiritual formation. Now, you can say those might be a little bit of fancy terms here, uh, but... Really, they're unpacking uh, just a few sets of things uh, that are important regarding how the gospel influences and even directs uh, how we do Bible study. Uh, So let's dive into the first one, right interpretation. So right interpretation in the gospel is actually a critical part about uh, Bible study. If you've never uh, heard this before, uh, basically what happens is unless we know the gospel first and foremost and we've believed in it, we actually are not able to understand uh, the Bible as it's intended to be. And the reason is because uh, the Bible is God's word. It's his inspired word to us. Uh, and what the gospel does is it re, uh, there's a fancy word is called regeneration. Uh, when you become saved, when you uh, receive Christ by faith, you're given the Holy Spirit. And because you're given the Holy Spirit, when you read the word, uh, the Holy Spirit teaches you uh, what God's word is saying. Uh, now, if you listen to our previous podcast on uh 
studying the Bible in context of community, you might uh, remember how we talked about uh, how important it is to study in a community of believers, because it's really easy to think, oh, well, the Spirit told me this, right? When actually the passage is talking about something very different. But of course, the Spirit also reveals to us things in our lives that do need to change, that Scripture does make clear. And God is faithful to do that because He loves us and wants us to grow in our relationship with Him. Well, in this context, what we're actually getting at is that uh, when we approach God's Word, we actually can interpret it wrongly uh, if we are not looking at the passage through the eyes of the Gospels. So that's kind of what we're getting at today. Got a couple of verses for you here. Uh, Hebrews 1, uh, 1 through 2 is our first verse for this uh Uh, part of the episode. And it says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the word, or through whom also he created the world. Now that's important because what that's saying to us is that uh, uh, Jesus, uh, as God's son, is... God's revelation to us. He's, uh, if you would, um, you know, God's like last will and testament. Uh, even though you know the apostle Paul and James and Peter wrote epistles and all that uh, to complete the canon, but what this is getting at is that Jesus Himself is central to God's word, and Jesus is also central to the gospel. Put two and two together, ding, 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 ding. The gospel is then central to how we study the word, because Jesus himself is central to the gospel. Uh, A good example of this is found actually in Luke 24, 27. And actually, this is Resurrection Day. So this is uh, immediately after Jesus had rose from the grave. Uh, He's he's appearing to random people here and there uh, to kind of declare uh, his, basically, his his victory over death, uh, sin and death kind of by showing himself to people and showing them, hey, I'm alive. And so here uh, Jesus is um, kind of coming up to these guys who are uh, on their way to, uh, I think it's Damascus, Emmaus. Uh, they're on their way to Emmaus, and uh, he hears them talking about things, uh, about what happened with, with Jesus. He says, what things? And they said to him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how, says, our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. And they were basically saying, uh, now it's the third day since this has happened. Uh, and they were, you know, like, oh, well, you know, he wasn't in the tomb. What's this about? And he, of course, says, oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Now, the reason why I, I, I read the whole passage for you there is because this is actually really critical to this point of right interpretation. They weren't interpreting the scriptures rightly. And so this next verse shows that he is about to teach them and, and shepherd them to interpret them Rightly, And so it says, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning what? Himself. So right then and there, uh, we see that the gospel, Jesus himself dying for our sins, raising from the grave, 
is absolutely crucial to how we even open up the word. So that's the first point there, that we will know better what God's word says as we let the gospel inform how we read a text. Second point here, uh, after right interpretation, right theology. So basically, uh, when we have a, a good understanding of the gospel, when we have the, uh, we when we have Jesus in our hearts, we we know Him by faith. Uh, but now we we know the the gospel narrative, right? So we know what He's done for us. That now gives us a right theology, which then guides our Bible study. Uh, Romans one sixteen is a really good example of this. Um, again, if you um, any of these verses I throw out, feel free to look it up on your phone or a web browser. If you're you know not at work, if you're at work, don't do that. I want you to keep on task unless your employer is okay with it. All that um, it says for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So it says for uh, it is the power of God for salvation. So we actually there, there's there's power in the gospel that saves. And that's from God. Why is that important to Bible interpretation? Well, it's important because, because it takes power in the gospel for salvation, which then is what we walk out every day as God grows us into Christ's likeness. We then need that same power of salvation to live out how God wants us to Live. It's called be, living in the power of the Holy Spirit, right? So Romans talks a lot about this. Uh, even uh, Galatians talks about walking and stuff with the Spirit, right? All that jazz. But what this is getting at is if the God, if the gospel doesn't uh, give us the power of salvation and doesn't give us the power to live out righteously, how, how in the world are we going to have a right understanding of who God is as we're even reading the Word? We're not going to. So that's why we need the gospel. We need uh, the that narrative of uh, the redemptive story of Jesus dying for us. So that when we approach scripture, we're actually seeing God for who he says he is. Another verse here, Ephesians 1.18 says, um, after he says, may I give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? Now, that's one of the most theologically rich passages of the New Testament. We're not about to unpack all that. But this is the point. May give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Well, what does the gospel do? <laughs> the, the gospel gives us wisdom and, and a revelation of the knowledge of God. So, you see, the gospel gives us uh, right theology, and without that right theology, we're not going to study the Bible well. So that's the, the last point there. Um, and actually, with this also, last thing here, some passages talk about being saved by grace through faith. Other passages, passages talks a lot, talk a lot about works. And if we don't understand the gospel um, as God intends us to, we're going to read into those texts things that aren't true. Uh, we might be led astray to think that we're saved by works or, or that uh, faith alone saves uh, or that works save. And uh, what we need to get to to a point of understanding is what does the gospel say how I'm saved? You know, John 3.16. And then how does that compel me to read the word rightly 
so I can understand God rightly. Now, there's grace in this, of course. You know, you're not just gonna, you know, fall off the deep end and say, "Well, I don't know God because I don't know. I I know the gospel, but I can't understand this passage." That's not what we're saying. Uh, what we're saying is uh, having a right understanding of the gospel leads to a right understanding of God, which will allow us to read the word uh, rightly. Last uh, point here after right uh, theology is spiritual formation. Uh, now, this is something I'm really passionate about, uh, something I uh, strongly encourage you as you're studying the word to have a good understanding of, is approaching the word in, in light of the gospel for the point or the purpose of being made like Christ. Spiritual formation. Uh, Romans 2.4 says, if I can get to it, where are you? Romans 2.4 says, Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Now, that's a beautiful thing, because what that's saying is that God's kindness, quote-unquote, in the gospel, is intended to lead us to repentance or to have our minds changed. And that's 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 spiritual formation there. That's taking us from death to life. Uh, and so we have a sense here that if we know the gospel and if we're actively being uh, transformed by it, we're going to be able to come to Bible study instead of unrepentantly uh, in repentance. First John 2, 6 also here is a good one uh, to remember. And it says, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked, and I can read that and say, okay, well, I think I abide in him, so I should walk the same way he walks. But what if somebody comes to this text and is a believer and says, well, I don't walk like Christ. There's no way I can do that. Well, the gospel actually says that you're a new creation, as Paul says. And here he, uh, John is saying, well, whoever says he abides in him. So if you claim to be a Christian, then you ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Uh, now, the legalism there would say, well, then if I'm not walking the same way in which he walked, I'm not a believer. But that's not what he's saying. He says, if we're claiming or if we're professing that we're a believer, then our lives should actually exemplify that, right? Last thing here, um, in Colossians, it says in uh, chapter 2, uh, I love this verse, chapter 2, verse 2, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches and full assurance of understanding of the knowledge of God's mystery. That's a mouthful, Right? Uh, but the next three words are the the important part, which is Christ. So the full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery is Christ. And then he continues, he says, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, I don't know about you, and if you're listening uh, in, to this, and you wouldn't necessarily call yourself a Christian, or you maybe are part of a different uh, faith. Here is something fascinating. Scripture is declaring here that in Christ, in Jesus himself, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If you're thirsty for knowledge, if you're thirsty for wisdom, this is where it's at. This is where it's at, which is Christ. So as we're approaching Bible study, as we're approaching how we learn the passage and live out the passage it's so crucial that we have an understanding that it's Jesus dying for our sins on the cross, raising to life, that gives us any ability to read a passage, really, and say, oh, 
this is God's love for me. Or, oh, you know what? I need to do something different in my life because this is saying I need to walk this way. Let's say that you struggle like me <laughs> to get uh, into God's word consistently. Join the club. Uh, don't worry. There's no fee for the club. Uh, but I don't know that you'll want to stay there for very long. That was a really bad dad joke. Sorry about that. Uh, God can and will give you a delight to do so. He'll give you the opportunity, but uh, mostly he'll remind you of your need for him through the gospel. And that need compels us uh, by his love for us and his grace to long to know him. And that through Bible study and fellowship, being part of local church, and of course, sharing our faith. Uh, The last thing with this also is that the gospel is God working in us. So as we're reading the word, we're going to realize that it's going to tell us to do something that we just feel like we can't do. Not that we don't want to, but we just can't. So really, as we're studying, it's not about if I can understand the passage fully. It's, am I willing to obey God uh, and trust that he's going to teach me what this passage says? So in this uh, he helps us to obey him by the gospel. And that's that spiritual spiritual formation piece. That by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, God uh, fills us with his spirit so that we can live out what we are reading. This is our, this is our Bible study gobstopper. It just keeps going and going and going because God is faithful. So there we have it. Three ways that the gospel helps us in Bible study. It helps us to rightly interpret uh, help us to read and understand God even better. It help, enables us to live out what we read, to love God and others more as we daily go uh, from glory to glory as God works in us. Do you struggle with any of these? Uh, well, I want to encourage you, you know, just ask the Lord for the grace in any of these areas to help you grow. He can do it. He will do it. He is faithful. He wants to. And I actually want to pray right now if you uh, want to pray with me. Lord, I want to thank you for this time uh, to just think through and process through what it looks like to study the Bible in the light of your good news. Lord, I ask that you'd help us to know you even better um, and also deliver us from the evil one in that. Help us to know you, uh, to live for you, uh, and to not be lured away by the lies of the evil one. Lord, renew our hearts and minds in your word and unfold for us wonderful things that come out of it. Thank you for the good news that we can know you by faith in your Son and that through him we can have delight uh, and your gracious enablement to study your word and apply it. Please, Lord, help us to live it out, that out even more uh, and to rest in trusting your work in us. Help us to understand what the gospel looks like uh, in your word as we read it and apply it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope this episode was informative, uh, maybe a good reminder. I know it was absolutely for me, as always. Uh, Again, follow us uh, on wherever you listen to podcasts. And this is some of these will even be snippets on YouTube as well. Uh, Share it with others if you found it helpful, too. I mean, I'm not important. It's it's God. It's his glory that's important. Uh, It's more important that we just build each other up and seek Christ together. We can always spur one another on to love and good works Let's go. <laughs> well, we plan to continue this new series on the Gospel Gobstopper in the next episode that we uh, hopefully plan to do on prayer. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.